Though I'm an employee of Ronald Blue Trust, Talking Money represents my individual views and not those of my employer or any sponsor of the program. During the program, I may discuss market trends as well as specific financial planning techniques and investment ideas. These discussions are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations to any individual or organization. Work with your attorney or accounting or investment professional for specific individual advice and services. Any securities or investment products discussed on Talking Money are not insured by the FDIC, are not a deposit or other obligation of or guaranteed by any bank, and are subject to investment risks, including possible loss of principal amount invested. Good morning and welcome to Talking Money. This is Certified Financial Planner Professional Mike Miller, your host for today, doing a special treat. We are broadcasting live from the Miracle Hill Kids Ninja Challenge event. This is my second year. This is the second year that they've done it at the Simpsonville YMCA. And it's it's too late to register. You can't you can't get your kids in, but you can come out and have some fun and, and take advantage of some of the food trucks and, and just watch the kids having a blast. We are we are set up right near the finish line so we can uh, hear all the cheers and all the kids coming in getting their medals and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but this special treat. So we're going to talk a lot about Miracle Hill today. We want to inform you of this ministry, this great ministry that, uh, of course, I, I, full disclosure, I've been on the board now for about seven years or something like that. Uh, seems like longer, but uh, it's, uh, it's been a great uh, privilege to serve a Miracle Hill in this ministry. And the more I learn about it from the inside, uh, the more appreciative I am of the work that each of the ministries does in the Greenville uh, and really the upstate because there's uh, there's ministry opportunities all around the upstate and we're glad for what they do here. So with me today, Londa Camposano is uh, going to give us a little rundown on what's happening here today and maybe a little bit more about Miracle Hill. Welcome once again. You're Good an old, morning. You're old hat at this now. Yes, yes. <laughs> Thank so, you for having me. So what's going on here? What's, what's the purpose of all these kids? They're just coming out here to have fun? We are having a blast this morning at the yeah. Miracle Hill Kids Ninja Challenge. This is an event for kids to have fun, but also a great way for parents to introduce um, the concept of compassion and caring for their community. So you know, every time... I, I'll interrupt this in a second because yes. there was a, when I was, I was helping pass out the packets yesterday afternoon at the main office and... Uh, one of the mothers that came in with her uh, son said, we are here to help uh, show him how to help, how important it is to help others. That, I love that, that was his reason, her reason for having him participate. Then our work is done. Yeah, Our work right. is done. This is a fundraising event, so kids can register and fundraise for Miracle Hill. Everything raised goes back to our programs. We serve 650 folks every single day, whether it's in our shelters, addiction recovery programs, and foster care community. So how many kids are here today? I know what we were shooting for about 400 or something, right? We uh, have 450 kids running 450? this morning. 450? Yes. It was just 300 last year. Last year, yes. And we had to cut it. We have to cap it at 450 because we still had registrations earlier this week. Yeah. Wow. Big uh, blessing. Big, big, big blessing. So it does raise uh, a lot of funds. And there, there are so many ministries even for kids that are part of the American Hill Ministries. So tell us some of the ones that are specifically for children. Well, we have our foster care program, and within that, we actually are a CPA agency. That means that we license, help their, help foster parents get their license so they can 
Um, Get the bugs out of here. We're, yeah. we're live outside, so we've got we've got bugs flying around. Spiders crawling on the table. Yeah, it's all fun and games here. Um, we are excited for those foster families that get to have the guidance of very well-trained professionals at our ministry. We walk alongside with them as the, it is a big journey. Foster care is a big journey for mm -hmm. parents and for mm -hmm. children, so we're happy to do that. We also actually have our foster care community up in Pickens County. County. And it's beautiful. We have five, six different cottages up on there. Mm -hmm. And we just have beautiful families that have a heart for the Lord and for children. And they are fostering up in the mountains. Um, Pumpkin Town, actually. Pumpkin Town, yeah. Pumpkin Town, Been yes. there many times in Pumpkin Town. Yes, it's awesome. It's awesome. Uh, we have a great pro property there. And we're just very, very blessed to see the community coming together to help our children and everyone involved in our ministry. So, of course, and I'll say this facetiously in case people don't realize I'm, I'm saying it that way, um, all the government funds you get just help keep things going, right? We do not <laughs> receive any government fund. Yes, the Lord has been faithful, Mike. He has been wonderful. July 1st, 2021, yeah, we declined all government funding for any of our programs. So right now we're serving the Lord faithfully, and we are happy to do it because of gracious people that care for their children in our community and have become our donors. And people don't realize how much money Miracle Hill turns down that we're eligible for from DSS because yes. of the foster care. But we we're talking about millions. Yeah, we don't yep. we don't take it because uh, there's so many people out there who oppose some um, of the things putting that God we, into anything and uh, and they, you get, you're getting you wanna, government funds. So. Yes, we want to have the freedom to serve the Lord to the best capacity that we can. And so. That is part of the reason why we decided that. So somebody wants to, to help, they put money toward this event or they just come give to help this ministry. How do yes. they do that? Well, there's different um, ways they can do that. But the number one that I always point people to is MiracleHeal.org. That's our website, mm -hmm. MiracleHeal.org. You can just put it on your search engine, whether that is Bing or Google, and you can just go ahead and see our webpage, see everything that we do. And there's a big donate button up in the left, right corner, and you can just go there. And if you want to designate your money to a certain cause or a certain event or project or even um, department, you can do that there. If not, it will go to the whole ministry. So how long is all the, uh, all the f uh, festivities going on today? Well, I think the last wave is around 11.10. So that would be the last wave of kids doing the whole challenge. This is a 0.75 mile ninja challenge. And to be honest with you, it is difficult. Yeah. How, many, <laughs> how many actual challenges are there? How many 13. obstacles? 13, 13 obstacles. obstacles, yes. And we have kids here from 40 years old till 12. So it's challenging for the 12-year-olds too. Can you imagine for the little ones? But they are pistols. I'm not trying. Uh, I, <laughs> they are pistols. Their faces, their excitement is just wonderful. Yeah, well, I've, I've, uh, I went through it last year when my, my grandson Dawson is going to come on here just in just a little bit that uh, I went through with him. And actually the other two, I think, kind of, toddled around behind him they weren't old <laughs> enough to still not old enough to get in there and do it but uh and yeah it was uh, so some of them are, are challenging some are just fun yes yeah. a lot of them are fun we also have inflatables here we have food trucks we have a lot of great things even for the siblings that don't get to run because they're not um, ready yet but we have a lot of things for the family so we welcome everyone so it's not too late if somebody wants to bring their grandkids or kids just to see what's going on so that they can participate next year next year come on out and and uh, you'll find a parking space Yes, I, you I will. I see some right out there right now. Yes, uh, you, you will. You can find a parking space and 
and then just come uh, enjoy the food trucks and uh, the bouncy houses and the water slides that kids love um, we are excited yes you should come you should check it out and get all pumped up for next year Actually, I was looking at the made-to-order gourmet mini donuts <laughs> truck. So. Donut, I love you. <laughs> yeah, that's what it says right on the side of the truck. So I don't know what else is out here. I can't see the other food truck. We but. have PDQ here. We have Brewsters. It's uh, a lot of fun. Well, what what can be uh, wrong with the donuts and ice cream? Donuts, <laughs> ice cream, and chicken. Come on. Yeah. It doesn't get better than that. Yeah. Come on down. We'd love to love to have you all out here. So. So uh, when we get back to the break, uh, I'm going to have uh, my son David and his, well, if they didn't walk too far away. <laughs> oh, he went to the bathroom. So they'll be back in a minute. After they, they'll, they'll make it back after the break to, uh, to come join us. And, and that won't take long because Dawson's not a, a, a boy of many words. <laughs> so uh, we'll find out what it is. And then we got Henry Graybill who's going to come off after that. And he's going to tell us uh, how much fun he had. And I don't think we're going to have any problem with Henry talking. From, from my previous experience with it, with, uh, with Henry. How old are you, Henry? How old are you? Seven. seven. Henry's seven. So we'll get him back here on the air. He's uh, just uh, chomping at the bit to get on the radio. So we'll get him on here uh, after a while. So let's go to a first uh, break, Paul, and we'll come back with uh, more from the, the live broadcast here at the Miracle Hill Ninja Challenge in just a few minutes. The answers to most financial questions are uncovered when you understand that there are only really five uses of money and when you know exactly how much you are spending on each of those uses. At Ronald Blue Trust, our comprehensive financial planning process helps you plan for living expenses, debt, savings, taxes, and giving. Well, let's focus on saving for retirement. Planning for retirement is much more than a magic number that answers the question most people think of retirement planning, how much is enough? You need to know the answer to that question, but other questions are important to consider as well. Questions like, how will I determine what my next chapter is? How can I use my savings and investments in a tax-efficient manner? How will inflation, investment returns, and personal decisions impact my time frame? As you approach retirement, don't look at it as an end, but rather as a beginning. We don't sell any products at Rendezvous Trust. We are fiduciaries whose only desire is to help clients be the best stewards they can be with the resources God has given them. Ronald Blue Trust is pleased to sponsor Talking Money because we want you to get the answers to your questions about money with no hidden agenda to sell anything. If you'd like to learn more about Ronald Blue Trust, to find out if we can help you, please call 1-800-588-7526 and tell Chelsea you heard Mike Miller talking about Ronald Blue Trust on the radio. It would be my pleasure to speak with you further. Once again, our phone number at the Greenville office is 1-800-588-7526. Now let's go back to Talking Money to answer more of your questions. And welcome back to Talking Money, broadcasting live here today at the Simpsonville YMCA at the Miracle Hill Ninja Challenge. And we're so happy to be here live again this year as we were last year. Second time we've done this event. And uh, Yolanda was on the first segment of the program to tell us a little bit about the, the event and also just Miracle Hill in general. It's a great organization that does a great job. And uh, we've got uh, another special guest here. My grandson, Dawson Miller, is uh, on the guest mic today. And he's going to tell us a little bit about his experience. This is his second year at the Ninja Challenge event. So welcome, Dawson. Say hi. Yeah, <laughs> he's not what you call you know real talkative, except when he's not on the microphone. So, so Dawson, what was your favorite obstacle to go to today? I liked 
doing that. Doing that? They can't see you on radio. So what are you pointing to? The finish line? How about the rock wall? Yeah. You like the rock wall? Did you do the bouncy house? Yeah. How'd you like that? Because it's a ninja ride. It's a ninja ride. He liked it because it's a ninja ride. So obviously he doesn't have uh, G-Pop's um, uh, verbal, verbose, I say verbosity <laughs> in talking. Uh, he'll, he'll, he'll grow into that. But, uh, I like uh -oh. What do I hear? Camden. Oh, is that Camden? Camden, he says he wants to talk. Oh, so uh, youngest, who is uh, Camden, he, he wants to say something in the radio, too. Well, no, and then he got, he got uh, microphone shy. Uh, so, David, why do you enjoy bringing the kids out here? You got to hear them by yourself because uh, Elizabeth is tied up. Yeah, so my wife is uh, Elizabeth, and she is doing something at church, uh, doing a little conference thing. So I'm here with the three boys. Fortunately, we have Aunt Tracy and G-Pop to assist with the three boys. There's a lot of kids out here, a lot of activity. There's, um, they have a couple of food trucks out here, um, lot, plenty of uh, bounce houses and things for the other kids to do when uh, their siblings are in the race, and uh, it's just a great event. Okay, great. So, uh, so glad that you could bring them all out here. Any final word, Dawson, that you'd like to share with everybody? You like playing. <laughs> okay, so we'll get you guys off the microphone here. If we get, that's one thing about live radio. I will tell you, if you come by the Ronald Blue Trust, the Talking Money tent, we have a uh, some prizes or some uh, gifts for you. We've got. I know some people have come by and picked up a 94.5 The Answer bag because it uh, because it uh, holds things. Everybody's getting a lot of stuff. They don't have anything to hold it in. So you can always hold it inside this, this bag. Also some keychains. And of course, I got some talking money cards and my, my Ronald Blue Trust cards. We got those too. But, um, but anyway, we're here today just to, to promote Miracle Hill, promote the Ninja Challenge event, and let uh, everyone know about this superb organization. It's very well run. I can say honestly that the more I've gotten to know the people, because we do as, as um, board members, we go to each of the different facilities and we uh, do audits. We talk to guests, we talk to um, uh, staff, and we find out how things are going. What other things do they need? Uh, are they getting what they need from a physical standpoint, from a spiritual standpoint? And, uh, and just when I hear the staff talk and hear them hear the passion that they have for the ministries each of them have. It's not just a job for them. I mean, it, they truly love what they're doing and the fact that they're helping people. All right, so we've got the next guest. I'm going to move the microphone down a little bit for Henry. See if you can move up there a little bit. All right, so Henry Graybill's with us. He is seven years old. He's got a big ninja face paint on his uh, left uh, cheek. And he's got his Ninja Challenge uh, bandana on. And, uh, and he's got a medal. So... Welcome to um, to the Ninja event, Henry. Thank you. So, what did you enjoy doing out here today? I really like doing like the like where you jumped over the logs and stuff. Jumped over the logs. Okay. Yeah. Was there any rides that you got wet on? Um. Well, they di they did give us water, and I poured it on my head. So. <laughs> So they didn't have a ride. I thought they had a slide that you had water kind of sprayed I on you as you go down. I didn't do that because I didn't want to get any more wet. Oh, you're already wet enough. Well, you got yourself wet enough. So uh, is this the first year you've done it? Have you done this before? I've never done this. This is your first year at the Ninja? Yeah. Okay. Will you come back? Was it enough fun that you'll come back? 
probably. Yeah, well, well tell us about uh, your other prize. and Because uh, one of the things that the, the, the kids who are registered for the event are uh, asked to do is to raise money. So how, how much money did you raise? What place did you come in? Second place. Second place. So what did you get for being second place? What was I your got, prize? I got a f Nintendo Switch for free. A Nintendo Switch. So, so see, I'm an old guy. I don't even know what a Nintendo Switch is. It's like this like video game thing, but there's like handles. Uh huh. And like you just play it. Oh, it's fun to play. Yeah, really. Yeah. Fun. Okay. So let me see. Make sure we have plenty. Yeah, we got plenty of time. All right. So, um, you didn't have to pay. How much do you think you would have had to pay if you bought that on your own? Like seven hundred dollars. Seven hundred dollars for that. Wow, that's a pretty good prize then. How much money did you raise? Do you know? Do you remember how much money you raised? I raised like, do you know? Oh, look at the grandma. Twenty-five hundred. Twelve. Wow. Okay. Great job raising the money. You, you must have some some parents and grandparents who wanted to help help you out with uh, raising some funds. Yeah. So, what would you tell other kids? Uh, should they should they come out here next year and have fun like you did this year? Yeah, I feel like they should because it's really fun. Yeah, you had a good time, huh? Yeah. Yeah, that's good. So, um, how about the uh, the food trucks and the bouncy houses and that kind of stuff? Did you do that stuff yet? Um, no. You still going to? No. You're just going to go home, huh? Yes, and play my Nintendo Switch. <laughs> <laughs> you got your Nintendo Switch. It's time to go play it. So, you already got it? They gave it to you already? Um, we're going to go get it after this. Oh, very good. Okay, well, thanks for being on the radio with me. All right, you have a fun day. I will. All right, so he takes off the headset and off, oh, and he trips over the cords and away he goes. Okay, let's move the microphone away from Milo. <laughs> Did you want to say something, Milo? Okay, so this is the number two grandson who thinks he wants to be on the radio too. Okay, all right, so you got nothing, nothing really to say. He just wanted to make noise in the in the in the, in the radio. All right, so, uh, well, we got our other guests that, that aren't here yet, but I, I, when I'm uh, after the break, I'm sure we'll have, I know we've got several of the guests that are going to join us uh, here on Talking Money, but I did want to uh, take a few minutes to talk about um, how you need to spend some time thinking about your own legacy and think about what your, um, uh, your question should be about how much is enough. How much is enough for you? How much is enough for your kids, for your grandkids, from your own assets? And think about other ministries or, or someplace else. Some people it's their alma mater, but I would encourage you to at least consider Miracle Hill in, in your estate plan. And, and really the, one of the best ways to give money for what, whatever organization you want to give is through your uh, individual retirement account. Your IRA is one of the best places to do this. People don't think about that. They have in their will where it says, I want to give so much money to my church, so much to Miracle Hill, so much to Salvation Army, so much to uh, some other organization. But instead of doing that, take that out of the will, change your beneficiary. Even I've, we've had several clients that we've set up additional, additional IRAs for. So we set them up in a separate IRA and that IRA is really designated for the ministries. And then you make the you can make the primary beneficiary still a spouse just to make sure the spouse has enough funds. If there's still plenty of funds, you don't need to worry about that. Then take that particular um, IRA and name the beneficiaries for the, each of the ministries you want. You can name the percentages that you want each of those ministries to get. 
One of the nice things about that, instead of the will, is if you ever change your mind about how much you want to give them, uh, who you want to give the money to, you can change it with a change of beneficiary. You don't need to go to the attorney and get an addendum and, and get a codicil and amendments and things like that and pay the attorney fees. You don't have to do that. You just change the beneficiary. And it's it's cheap in the sense that it's uh, it costs nothing to do that. You can change the beneficiary without having to... Um, pay any money for it. And you can change it as often as you want. So as ministries change, as you see, well, I don't really want to support that ministry anymore. I want to support this other ministry, or you don't want to support them as much. You just change the percentages. And then when the ministry receives the funds, when they receive the funds, because they are a 501c3 organization from the IRS, they don't pay money. They don't pay any taxes on that money that you gave to them through the IRA. If you gave that same amount of money to uh, your children, then they'll have to pay taxes on that. And the money that you said that you wanted them to get through your will, so that money that, that the ministries get, that's already tax-free for the most part. So you're sending money that is already tax-free to an organization that doesn't pay taxes. So change it around. Uh, next time you do your will, I would say it's even worth making an amendment to your will now just to be sure that it, 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 if something were to happen to you, you would be able to um, have a, um, the opportunity to give the money in the most tax-efficient way possible, which is going to be through that uh, IRA. And those of you who are over 70 and a half, you have the qualified charitable distribution as an option for you that, that people who are younger than that don't have, especially if you are about to turn 70 and a half, so let's say you're, you're turning seven and a half in, um, let's see, this is already August. So let's say you're going to turn seven and a half next uh, July uh, in 2023. So instead of, instead of uh, giving any money to your church between January and July, don't give any. They might not like you. The treasurer might think, what's going on? But it's, it's say, it's okay. You'll get your money. And then when you turn seven and a half, because it's not the year you turn seven and a half, it's the day that you turn seven and a half, that when you get that age, that then you'll have, um, you will have an opportunity to uh, give the money away in, in the, the most tax efficient way possible because uh, it's, you, go, you get it tax-free. And we'll, we, we've talked about the qualified charitable distributions in the past, but it's a great way, especially since most people cannot tax deduct because of the, um, uh, the, the standard deduction is so high. So now they can, it's, they're able to do that instead. So it's time for us to go to our bottom-of-the-hour break. So uh, we'll be back with more of Talking Money in just a few minutes. We'd like to ask you, if you want to send a question to me, then you want to do that to Mike at TalkingMoneyRadio.com. So we'll see you back in just a few minutes for the second half of Talking Money. Most of you have heard the saying, it's not what you earn, but what you keep. With all of the tax laws and legislative changes, how do you successfully navigate the complex, always changing, and mostly confusing tax system? More importantly, how do you best take advantage of these changing laws in order to improve your financial stewardship and accomplish your goals? Unlike tax preparation, tax planning is a year-round process and should be an important part of your financial plan. It's wise to consider tax reduction efforts in light of your overall goals. At Ronald Blue Trust, our tax planning process includes things like short and long-term tax projections, understanding tax consequences of financial and life decisions, estimating marginal and effective tax rates to, among other things, avoid that dreaded tax bracket creep. Coordinate with your tax preparer and looking for tax savings opportunities through income shifting, deferring income, deduction planning, and other timing strategies. 
For more information about our Greenville team and the credentials and experience of each of them, go to ronblue.com forward slash Greenville. Sherry White, Jeremy Weaver, Scott Clark, and Eddie Holland are the team leaders with a supporting team of certified financial planner professionals working right alongside of them. Feel free to contact any of them directly or give me a call at 1-800-588-7526, and I'll be happy to discuss your situation with you. The phone number again is one 800 588-7526 or go to ronblue.com forward slash Greenville. Let's return now to Talking Money. And welcome back to Talking Money. We're broadcasting live today at the Simpsonville YMCA at the Miracle Hill Ninja Challenge event. So we've uh, been here for about 30 minutes now, but the, the event has been going on for a long time. I think since 8 o'clock, the first... Uh, wave went off and there's uh, 450 kids that Yolanda told us early in the program. That's a lot of kids running around. We are set up right outside the finish line or close to the finish line. So we see everybody coming in. We have, just a reminder, we've got some uh, WGTK The Answer bags. So if, if uh, you're listening and want to come over and grab one of those bags to put some goodies in that you've got in other places, that'd be great. We also have some keychains, and uh, and of course, uh, love to say hello. Even though I may not be able to say hello, if we're live on the air, but we'll still uh, love to see you if you want to come out. So we've already spoken to Yolanda, who told us a lot about the ministry itself. We've had a couple of the uh, kids, my, my grandkids, as, as well as uh, Henry, came on to talk to us about uh, the fun that they had uh, going through the Ninja Challenges and their favorite ones. Uh, Henry was, uh, was very kind to, to spend plenty of time talking, so he, he's not going to be, he may be a, a radio guy coming down because he had plenty of things to say. And now we're going to go up the age uh, spectrum a little bit. We got Alan Moody here with us, who is uh, actually uh, currently, uh, uh, I don't know if you call it on staff, he's certainly part of the, one of the programs, but uh, Alan has been involved with Miracle Hill for a while. So I, I want Alan as, uh, a, as a guest, initial guest, to talk about his journey. So um, what was his life like and how he got connected with Miracle Hill? So tell us a little bit about your background and your story, Alan. Well, I'm uh, originally from Knoxville, Tennessee, and uh, I ended up finding Miracle Hill a little over a year ago. I was living in uh, Tennessee and was uh, divorced probably four or five years ago, had a son, and had decided that that I was no longer happy living. I ended up, I would drink continuously, just got into a life of waking up, going to work, and doing the same thing over and over again. What kind of work did you do? I worked for a, uh, a pillow company. I was actually the logistics guy, so I would put all the boxes on a pallet, ship it off. It was a nine-to-five, good pay, decent hours, yeah. but just repetitive. Uh, j- just ticking off the days. Yeah, okay. And Didn't feel like you had a purpose, correct. sounds like. Yeah. Well, and I didn't. At that yeah. point, I had lost all drive and uh, had just come to a point that I was too lazy to do anything about it. And eventually, I ended up, uh, I had an episode to where I ended up, I would go to the liquor stores in the morning when they first opened up. Mm. Every morning, except the holidays where they were closed. I would wake up, I would go to a liquor store, and I would chug a bottle of liquor on the way home from the liquor store. Wow. Every, and, every morning? Yes. So you were drunk all day? Or asleep. Yeah. But I would, uh, on this one such journey... So you I weren't go, working at that time, I guess. You'd already lost a job, correct. I would think. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I would do, I, when I was working, I would be drinking after work. But probably the last two months, I'd lost my job from showing up to work drinking. 
So I had some money, and I sat at the house, and I would drink. I would go to the liquor store. I ended up showing up to my brother's business and passed out in his parking lot. Uh, my parents showed up. In the car? Up, or? Yeah. Okay. I had been. I drove to the liquor store, came back, was in the car. My parents showed up, videotaped me. I couldn't move. I wasn't able to do anything. And they said, you might want to kill yourself, but you're not going to do it at our house. My brother, who lives up in Greenville, had a neighbor who was in the program. His son was. Okay. And they just happened to be talking about it the night before this happens. So my dad calls my brother and says, I don't know what we're going to do with Alan. And my brother says, well, my neighbor just said there's this spot up here in Greenville, South Carolina, that I don't know what you're going to do with them, but it's, you know, the resources, everything's covered. You just have to get up here. And at the time, I was not a believer in Christ. So when I heard about the program, I was like, absolutely not. That is something that, (laughs) you know, maybe the program would work, but I would have to put up with the Jesus part. For my last words going into the program. Really? Yeah. I don't want to put up with the Jesus part. <laughs> so I show up and literally told myself, just attempt to try something new. What you're doing is okay. not working. Okay. Within the first couple months, I started getting into the Word, ended up getting saved, and realized that there, there was potentially another life. I ended up going through. I get to level two and end up giving getting a pass to go out with my son, had a great day, everything's going good. He's still living in Knoxville at this time? He's now moved to Georgia with his mom. Okay. He was living in Knoxville at the time, but he okay. comes up to visit. We go on a pass. I come back. I ended up having to leave the program at that two-month mark, or it was actually two and a half months. Okay. I went home. I had said, well, God let me down. I tried, and this is what happens. So I go home. Within two days from being back in Tennessee, I pick up a bottle. I chug it. Ended up hitting uh, the sergeant's wife's car. Ended up going into jail. Spent 25 days in jail. And Miracle Hill had told me that we've got a bed if you want to get it. And when you come, when, when you get out, to come back. And I sat in that jail for 25 nights, crying, thinking, just going over all the emotions about where I was, where I was going. And I came to the conclusion that I have two options right now. Mm-hmm. I can either repent, turn back to Christ, and have 100% faith, not the 90% that I had when I was there the first time, thinking, you know, I'll wait for things to go good. But when things were tough, I know I, I didn't have that reliance on God. And what he showed me was when I was in that jail cell that I have an option for you. Your license is gone. My ex-wife had served, served papers for my son. That was gone. How old is your son, by the way? He's nine years time. old. He's nine. Okay. And... So I was sitting there with all my options are now gone. Mm-hmm. I have no, nothing else to fall back onto. So I ended up, probably that last couple days in jail, I said, I'm going to go back. So I came back, Amen. and some of the guys that I was there with were still there. Okay. The staff was there, and I'm talking the, just open arms. I came in, and from the first day that I was back, I just felt the love of Christ. And I knew at that moment right there that I said, this right here is my path. This is my purpose. Okay. I had to go through th- that trip up to see that yeah. I can't put my control into things. All I do is mess it up. Right. So I came we back. We all do. And I knew that in order for me, who is the, probably the most stubborn person in the world, in order to see the grace of God, I had to live through it and understand that 
the more that I try to manipulate a situation, I'm only going to mess it up. So when I came back, this is right after Thanksgiving, and I spent that 25 days in jail, I came in and I told Mike Carlton, who's our program manager, I said, listen, whatever happens happened, today starts new, and I want to live for Christ. Whatever that means, whatever that means I need to do here, whatever that means I need to do just in life in general, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm willing to surrender. I'm willing to submit to, to whatever it is that needs to be done. And as I went wow. through the program, at this point I still didn't want to do the MT. I was just wanting to get a good foundation to where I could, you know, go out and maybe live life. But I was sitting in a chapel in level two, and a guy was coming in speaking about uh, living in God's will. Mm -hmm. And I just had this, I don't know how to explain, I just had a revelation that he showed me a path that he wanted me to go on as far as staying in Greenville, getting an MT, and serving him six months. So MT is what? Ministry and training. Okay. So after you graduate the program, you sign up, basically it's an intern. Mm -hmm. So you work there at the center, you're working with the guys, you're working with staff, kind of learning a little bit about the Miracle Hill ministry. And you're helping other people who were in your situation Absolutely. just a, a year ago, or less than a year ago. Not believing in Christ when I came is what gives me the power to when these guys come in hopeless and they're sitting in that room yeah. considering whether or not they want to get into the program. I look at them and I tell them, I've been in your chair without an ounce of hope, not believing that this place had yeah. anything to give yeah. me. And the reason that I stayed on, that I signed on to do this, was so I could be there in that room and say, listen, yeah. if you just try, you don't have to believe right now, but show up, do the small things, just keep trying, and he'll, he will get in your life. And he, he will change it. So what do you uh, feel like right now God is calling you toward once you finish with the ministry and training? Do you I know think, right now? or just? I think part of what he's calling me to do is to be still. I've, my whole life I've tried to try to figure out what I wanted to do or what I needed to do. And I believe what he told me was give me six months, serve me, and he's let me know every step I've needed to go so far on this path. So I have no reason to believe that... That next step yeah. is just waiting for me to be patient for. That's great. Well, As thank you, Alan. To trying, yeah. So. yeah, thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. I, and I can tell you that events like this uh, Kids Ninja Challenge, we think of it, oh, it's just for the kids. But if we can win the hearts, if God, we can help God win the hearts, not that he needs our help, but he uses us to do that now, then maybe they'll avoid the situation like you ended up in uh, as an adult. And uh, 100%. much, much better than going through what you had to go through. Even though God's using you greatly, it's still, it's still uh, better to try to get the kids with that uh, because uh, lifelong, lifelong changes. Well, the sooner they can see the love of Christ, you know, the, the quicker they'll get to a happy life. All right. All right. Thank you, Alan, for being with us. All right. It's time for our last break. So just appreciate everyone listening here to Talking Money. We'll be back with uh, Ryan Durick, the CEO of uh, Miracle Hill. When we get back from this break, we'll be right back. Virtually every financial services firm talks about financial and investment planning based on your goals. At Ronald Blue Trust, we can help you define your goals. And we'll do that from your personal cash flow to your income tax to your state and investments to help ensure that your decisions really do reflect your values. We incorporate biblical principles into our comprehensive financial planning approach. Our goal is to help you clarify your decision making and focus on leaving a legacy of financial, social, and spiritual capital. And whether we realize it or not, the decisions we make in life reflect our values and our priorities. Decisions we make today can have lifetime implications. There are rarely independent decisions. A comprehensive financial plan includes things like planning for short-term cash needs, 
long-term retirement, proactively minimizing debt, continually evaluating the tax consequences of your decisions, funding your child's or grandchild's education, and determining your insurance needs. No financial plan, however, is worth doing unless you actually implement your plan. Our process takes you directly from goal setting to the implementation. I think, we think, there's a good chance your financial stress level will improve when you understand how all of the components of your financial life integrate with each other and how to adjust over time. So we can guide you through a detailed plan towards sound financial decisions, wise stewardship, and a roadmap to your desired destination, a life well spent. For more information, go to ronblue.com forward slash Greenville or call 1-800-588-7526. Once again, the number is one 800 588-7526. Now back to more of Talking Money. And welcome back to Talking Money for the final segment as we are broadcasting live here from the Simpsonville YMCA just south of Greenville, South Carolina. The second year that the, the uh, Miracle Hill Kids Ninja Challenge has been hosted, they, they have hosted us here and so great grateful for them to allow us to use this property. I don't know if they charge us much or anything or not. Do they charge us anything for this? Hey, you know. <laughs> they must. A little bit. A little bit. Well, they got to make their money, too. They're a nonprofit, so we, we help each other out. But still, it's a, it's a big uh, area, and there's a lot of obstacles, like three-quarters of miles of, uh, of Ninja Challenges here. I think 13 of them, uh, Ryan. There's right? a lot. Yeah, I don't know lot the exact there. number. There's a lot. So Ryan Derrick is with me here. He's the current CEO of Miracle Hill, and I've gotten to know him uh, over the last couple of years very well, at least longer than that really but as ceo for that almost uh like you said three years almost from uh, three years. today that they uh, announced it yeah something like that yeah yeah and that's just uh, time flies <laughs> of course covid helped that time fly <laughs> i guess yeah 2020 was interesting going into the role interesting is well, it god is good yeah that's a good way to put it like you, you jumped into a fire <laughs> with all that going on but god's really been good from a from a um uh, volunteer standpoint from a gift standpoint uh, of course being on the board I, I hear a lot of that stuff going on behind the scenes but you know, one thing that um, that Alan mentioned during his testimony that I think uh, that you can certainly ex expand on and Yolanda did a little bit because we talk about um, Miracle Hill does not accept any funds, government funding. No, no government funding to offer uh, over a year now and when he was being told by his brother about Miracle Hill, he said, there's a place for you at Miracle Hill at no charge. Yeah, at no charge was probably I mean, a better way of saying it than it's free. It's not free. It's there because of the goodwill of our donors right. and supporters who who essentially fund this ministry that the Lord's created at Overcomers, at, at all of our shelters and foster care. Uh, so it's it's free to the participant. Yeah. Um, but we are there because of God's will through these amazing supporters. Yeah. And it's an ongoing thing. So it's not like, uh, you know, you can make, it's it's great to make one-time gifts, but um, there's a it's a way that somebody can give regularly, which is a the, nice way. Yeah, it's a lamplighter program. Certainly that is, that's the best way that we love to get it. It's guaranteed that we're going to, uh, you know, receive a, a, something from a donor on each month that helps us to budget and be better stewards of, of the Lord's ministry. Mm -hmm. And some of you have donor advised funds. Uh, some, some of you use it, some of you don't, but it's a great way to, to give money if you, especially if you want to give it anonymously. But uh, for those of you who may have appreciated assets or something, and you, uh, it's a great way to almost pre-fund your giving. So you have a, a stock or a mutual fund or a piece of real estate that you can move into the donor advised fund 
and then uh, keep it invested or sell it in there. And then as you want to over the period of time, you give it monthly. Uh, through the Lamplighter program or just you know once a year give a gift out of the donor advised fund but it's a way for you to avoid the taxes on the gain of that particular asset uh, and then more funds are available because you didn't pay taxes on it to uh, to give to organizations like Miracle Hill but I want to spend a few minutes uh, Ryan because I think your story is unique especially in the position you are now as CEO uh, give give us give the listeners a little background about how how you got to where you are yeah, so I don't think that my story is dissimilar to Alan's, right? I, I walked into the front doors of a rescue mission in 2003 um, with a with an addiction. and 19 broken, years ago. Yeah, 19 yeah. years ago. A lot's happened for you with you yeah. in 19 years. Well, yeah. Um, yeah, and didn't know Jesus and uh, just needed help. Very, very similar to what Alan had to say and um, also similar in that you know, I came in, I, I participated in the program, but I thought I also could do about 90% of what was asked of me and went back out there and did some stupid things and came back in 2007 and told the Lord that I would do whatever he told me to do. And so here I am uh, almost 15 years later on staff with Miracle Hill and three years in the CEO role, which is mind boggling. You know, the um, the scripture says that God will give us more than we can ask for or imagine, right? And um, I could never have imagined that I would be where I am today. It's it's just amazing, the grace of God. Yeah. Well, those of us who were on the board at that time uh, could see the potential, whether you could or not. Uh, and so it was a unanimous thing to, to bring you on as CEO, and it's been, it's been fun to watch. Uh, God work in your life and the experiences you've had with, with COVID. Like COVID started like, uh, what, three months after you? Yeah, so my, CEO, uh, right? you know, I moved into the CEO role and probably my first major decision as the leader of the organization was to cancel our our annual fundraising banquet that yeah. had happened for like 40 years. Yeah. Uh, like Way the, to go, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> but the Lord provided without the banquet. I mean, it was it was amazing to see how the Lord provided as our stores were shut down, as we had to insulate our programs until, you know, tens of thousands of volunteer hours to, to stay home, and God provided nonetheless. Yeah. Uh, so I don't believe that the Lord created a pandemic for my growth, but he certainly used it for my growth. Yeah. Um, and it was amazing to, to sit back and just watch him work through the pandemic. And he continues to work, and he's worked for over 85 years at Miracle Hill, uh, you know, helping people. Yeah, wow. So um, the different ministries uh, give people an idea of the, the uh, expansiveness, really, how big this ministry is, because people, they, they may know of the rescue mission that, that's Maybe that's the the most visible. Uh, I, I feel like more people know about our thrift stores than thrift anything stores, else. Maybe. Yeah, they, sure. They shop at them. So Miracle Hill is the largest provider of services to people experiencing homelessness in the upstate of South Carolina. On any given night, we have over 600 men, women, and children staying in one of our facilities. And the ministries that the Lord's call, called us to are specifically related to people experiencing homelessness. So we operate uh, four emergency shelters across the upstate, two addiction recovery programs. Um, over the past about 15 years, we've really expanded our our care for transitional housing. That's for people as they mm-hmm. exit out of our shelters and our programs. Well, that's such an important. I mean, you're you're kind Huge. of breezing over that, but the the when I and if you haven't watched any of the videos, you know, go to the Miracle Hill YouTube page and and listen and watch 
some of these videos. And I actually had one uh, all up and ready to go for today. We're not going to have time to do it, but Levi's story. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's a powerful story about this young boy and, and getting adopted and so forth. Uh, there's a lot more stories than that on there. Yeah, there's there are stories from every branch of our ministry. Levi's story is about foster care, which we uh, have done for years now. And we're partnering with a couple hundred families here in the upstate. And uh, I, I think we have over 150, maybe 175 children in care at this time in a loving Christian home somewhere in the upstate of South Carolina. Yeah. So that's a that's a huge part of our ministry as well, though. So uh, I, I'm, of course, very familiar with a lot of the ministries, but I, I don't think people understand that there's uh, the miracle is branched out into some other counties. Right. So we're, yeah, we we're, say upstate. What's that mean? Yeah. So we're not just uh, Greenville. We are the upstate of South Carolina. It's the the counties kind of uh, the bottom or the top left uh, side of the state. Uh, so we have most of our facilities are in Greenville, although we do have a, a rescue mission for men and women in Spartanburg, a rescue mission for men and women in Cherokee County. We have our foster care community uh, in Pickens. And so uh, I often get asked, why don't you have facilities in some of the other counties? And the reality is that somewhere north of 60% of those experiencing homelessness are in Greenville County. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's a, you know some lower percentages in Spartanburg and Cherokee. But as you get into the more rural counties, there's just not as much. Now, we do partner with other ministries within those counties to make sure that there's adequate and accessible services for those experiencing yeah. homelessness all across the upstate. Well, Alan's a good example. He came from, from um, Knoxville. Right. So somebody heard of Miracle Hill in Tennessee, and and I don't know what percentage of the people that are here are actually from out of state that come here for that. Yeah, so uh, one of the things that you'll read in the news is about how many people are getting bussed into the upstate. And uh, when you kind of heat map where people are from, the vast majority of people experiencing homelessness are homegrown. They're from right here uh, in the upstate of South Carolina. Now, that being said, we do have um, certainly people that come from all over the United States uh, to our programs uh-huh. um, to, to, you know, to experience life change through that. But the vast majority are, are from, you know, Greenville and Malden and Simpsonville and Easley and, and all across the upstate. All right. So we've got uh, about a minute left. Is that right, Paul? I'm looking at my uh, picture. We've got a minute left. So how can people help? Uh, they can volunteer. They can go on, online and find out where they can volunteer. They can also, of course, give. Yeah, so time, talents, and treasure, right? So uh, yeah. one of the biggest things that we need is volunteer hours. We use tens of thousands of volunteers every year. And if you think that you don't have a skill that would translate, I promise you <laughs> that the Lord has given you a skill that we Something. need. Yeah. So you can go to the website, miraclehill.org, and you can sign up uh, to figure out where you can volunteer. Um, we need people's treasure. Certainly, we need financial support. Uh, Mike talked about lamplighter program and other gifts. Uh, that is certainly great. But the most important thing people can do is pray for Christ. us. All right. Well, thank you, Ryan. We're, we thank are you. out of time today. We had a great time here at the Miracle Hood Ninja Challenge. We'll see you next week for the next Talking Money. Have a great weekend.